stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. The government and political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. That's I didn't start it. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war, they go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. We got a great show today. We got Steve Dace coming on later. Ooh, what a firebomb, man. He was awesome. That brother was preaching. I'm your host, Gabriel Wrench. I also have Chuck Knox. You already just hey. heard from him. Popping off already. Yes, he's... And Pastor Toby Sumter, right? In front. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Well, we did begin this show with us not fully in fellowship. I just, <laughs> I just, I just wanted to point that out. That I was, I was, asked, I was confronting Brother uh, David, and he cut you off, and he he just started, just started the intro the show. music. I, I did totally, and, I, and then you know what? And I was foolish enough to think that we wouldn't be talking about it. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, you can't, you can't do that. And so let everybody know what the question was. Jesus said. That if you bring your gift to the altar and you realize your brother has something against you, I think it included podcasts. Oh, here we go. You're going to have to bring it to the table. All right. Don't let everybody know what we're talking about. I'm just hurt. I don't don't remember what it was about now. Well, I do. The question was, why don't we do Facebook Live? Live. Pastor Toby wants to do Facebook Live so that everybody can see our studio. And then he just started the music. Well, because I didn't want to say no. I think everybody who thinks, <laughs> everybody, because everybody, simple, everybody, simple response, I didn't want to say no. Yeah. Does this work uh, with your wife, David? No. <laughs> this, no this is why I can do but it, it with you. But it works with Toby. Since I don't have to go home with you, uh, I can just go ahead and start the music and I, you don't have to, you know. I, I would think that everyone who's listening to the show, I think you should you should let us know what you think. Since we only have should, 10 people listening, no do, one cares. Okay, to, if all we get is 10 people who say, oh, yeah, that would be kind of nice, because, then we don't have to. Yeah, right, because yeah, every Friday we record our show. Right. Yeah, so if you would watch our show live. Facebook Live, watch our Facebook, show. Facebook, just use the Facebook. Still in some time from your boss so that you can watch Cross Politic Live. Oh. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're email willing us. to do that, yeah, go ahead and email us. Send us a note. CrossPolitik at gmail.com. Uh-huh. If you don't want to, don't email us. Don't send us anything. All right. Okay, y'all. So, so if we get we'll 10 get people, if we get 10 people, which I doubt. No, no. I said we have 10 listeners. If so, we get 12 people. 12. Uh, okay. Dozen. Because okay. there were 12 apostles. Okay. There we go. Hey, high five. Bring it in. Woo! 12 apostles. We need 12 people. Okay, I'm going to move this forward. <laughs> I'm done with that topic. All right. at gmail.com. So this show drops Sunday night, which will be two days before We our vote for our election. damnation. Yes, we vote Good. for... Good morning. Our damnation. Good morning. Yes. Good morning, November 7th. (laughs) So what that means is there's a number of things on the ballot coming up for Tuesday besides the presidential election. What? Lots of things. Lots of things. In fact, let's let's make sure we make that clear. One of those items may be voting for our damnation. But just just skip that one. Yeah. There you go. Skip it. Don't vote for it. Because you're going to get it regardless if you like it or not. You don't have to. Or or write chocolate Knox in. (laughs) Yes, Chocolate Knox. I was going to say John Knox, but Chocolate Knox, Even right? Better. Chocolate Knox in. Even yeah. better? Uh, no. Um, or, but it's skipped down because so, there's a yeah, bunch of other true. stuff on the ballot yeah, that's so don't really stay important. Home. That's right, really here, the thing. For example, um, in 28 states, marijuana is on the ballot. Yes. Ooh. 
So, we so could, vote yes. Vote yes. Yeah, vote yes. Yeah. Why are you laughing? A nation that loves its vices. Well, hold We're on. Voting. I, I have yeah, no problem. Because- I, I, we talked about this, uh, uh, I think, in one of our first episodes. <laughs> of I, have, I have no problem with marijuana being legal. We're doing it all for the wrong reasons. Okay, yeah. sure. We're doing it because we want it to be a vice. Right. No, you know, well, I, not everybody. Who's voting for that? I'm just saying, <laughs> look, look. Right. The, the, I'm going to tell, tell you something. The frat boys down the road. I would like to see the corner pharmacies go away. Okay, yeah, I would like sure, I would like sure. to see the corner pharmacies in my neighborhood go away. Legalizing marijuana would start that process. Okay, hmm. so look, yeah, it's, it's the know. same way. Why, why, why is this? No, they got why, too much of a strong grip on that. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think no. so. I don't think so. I, I, think, don't, it I, don't, think, I don't think it's you don't ha- see them on the corner selling uh, beer. Um, at the pharmacies. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying you're the talk, street pharmacies. You're, you're, you're talking about like on the street Black market. I'm Black saying market. Bobo and Nell. Oh, oh, no, but all, all that is going to do is just going to. Um, <laughs> what do you call that? Say it well, again. Bobo and Nell. <laughs> no, little pistol. I was started. trying to have an honest response. No, but <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But he is talking about. It. He's talking about the black market that, like, you know, under the table. It's going to go from Bobo but, to CVS. It doesn't matter. It's I don't going to be there. I, I tend to think. I tend to agree with Gabriel. I, I think that, like, I see what you're saying. Right. But I don't. I don't think we have like we are in no place yeah. to actually handle it. Yeah, I I still don't want the government. I I agree. I agree. I mean, ultimately, us. yes. Does the government have any business in it? Absolutely no, not. But I think there's a tactical question involved here. As like, given where we are, do we really want mm-hmm. to give the scissors to the toddler? Yeah. Right. Like, right. do I think that should be a crime? Right. No. But well, what who's is that? A, who's a toddler in this case? We are. Okay. The American people. <laughs> sure. We're gonna stab ourselves in the eye. We have far greater things to stab ourselves in the eye with than just marijuana. Sure, Absolutely. granted, you yeah. know. Yeah. So, but but I don't think we need anything else to dull our senses to that fact. Now, yeah. now, what about the argument that hey, you know, my, make it legal and let those partake of it all they want, and then let the productive citizens take over, um, you know, ruling society. Well, in one case, you know, can't you them... argue that we're already doing that? Sure. Um. And the deathly silence happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, in that no, case, I don't think we're already doing that because we got I Trump mean, and that Hillary. Face, that face should be we got the Trump front and of Hillary. the cover yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel's face. Freeze frame. I mean, so. but seriously, so here's the question. Do we really need to be talking about legalizing their marijuana? Does, does it really matter if it's legalized or not? I would much is it going to change our society anymore if, if, if marijuana is legalized? Best, best well, argument is that it, it completely... Like just get it off the table. It changes all, our prison all, all system. The, big all the time. bureaucracy, all the well, prisons. Yes. Right? Yeah, yep. absolutely. And who's which, mostly in prison? Which I'm for, Hello. Which, which I'm, Hello. I'm for, for <laughs> this sure. guy's I don't yeah. even know what it mean. I don't know what you mean by so that. So I'm saying that right now, I mean with the whole drug thing has been a, a, almost kidding. A, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I know, okay. Like, <laughs> what you're saying. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean no, I, for our people, listeners who don't know, David's black. I'm a black guy. Okay. <laughs> if you can't pull the race card again. Here we go. I would like to see less of us in prison if possible. For little simple things that are not really worth being in prison for. I was in prison on Wednesday. Really? Preaching? You or in prison. Getting Evangelized. Out. I was in prison. See, I would go with you, but I don't want them to mistake me for... <laughs> Hey, sir, sir, I know you're going. Come you're on, on the wrong hey, side of the bars. Hey, I was Where's you're on the wrong side suit? of the bars. Where's your jumpsuit? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't do, I don't do prison no, ministry. I had, I, I, just, I mean, this is one of those crazy, glorious things about, about being a pastor that I get to be a part of. But there's this man that I met about uh, almost two years ago now hmm. who became a Christian and is walking with the Lord and is um, serving a, a life sentence in the, Was- in the wow. Washington Penitentiary sen- uh, system. And, wow. um, my goodness. You know, as a pastor, I talk to people all week long, 
and how many of my conversations are downers. Yeah. Right, are, right, are like, right. oh my goodness, is another one. You yeah. Know, God help. And and when I talk to this guy on the phone, when I go down and visit him and, and talk with him, it's one of those places where you come away and my heart is just full. In wow. the prison cell. I'm wow. I'm in wow. in a Washington penitentiary and in a high security prison. And I talk to this brother and 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 he he blesses me. That's wow. awesome. Uh, because of the way that God has worked in his life and is working and, and it's 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 amazing. That's awesome. So um Can we pray for this brother? What's his name? Yeah. Um or can we can we know his, his name? I, his, his I'll tell you I'll tell you his his first name is is actually Keo. 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 Okay. And uh pray for brother Keo. He is he's so growing he's, in the he's Lord. He's serving life. And so. he's serving a life sentence wow. and um Keo. Man, uh, remember him. We pray for him at, at church regularly. Awesome. Uh, folks at Trinity will know his name. But, uh, man, God's done an amazing work in his life, mm-hmm. and it's so encouraging. That's cool. Which pray is, is just totally, completely a tangent. But we were talking about going to prison. Yeah. Yes. And it reminded me That's of that. That's how it came yeah. up. Yeah. So. so kind of next on this, um, senators uh, voted recently to require women to register for the draft. Uh-uh. So if we have a draft Not coming. Not my baby. Yep, exactly. If if we have a draft, women have to register. Yep. Who's women? And and a bunch of Republicans did women. this to us, by the way. Yeah, a bunch of Republicans it, did this. This to wasn't us. just a Democrat. Th- this was Ken DeVries talking. Hey, these Republicans yeah. are just yeah. it's actually worse yeah. than yeah. the Democrats yeah. because they're better liars. They did this yesterday. Um, no, they did there was this. A, this was a vote like from like weeks ago, right? Or yeah, months this is, ago. This is a couple. This is a couple weeks ago, actually. So no, there was it, a it, vote like two or three months ago about this. Uh huh. Is this it, official now? Well, because. There was a vote um, a few months ago yep. in which this thing was tucked inside a military spending bill, yep. and the and, no. and some of the only two Republicans to vote no were from Idaho. Yeah, that's right. Our senators voted no on that military spending Way bill to go. because yep. tucked into it uh, was this provision to draft. Um, our daughters. Why? Yeah. Why? But uh, so I don't know what this vote was. But also was. including uh, Ted Cruz, Mike Lee, some of the other kind of conservatives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ted, Ted voted against this. He voted against. Yeah. It too. All right. I, I think okay. Idaho was the only one with both senators. Okay. Okay. I think maybe is what it was. Right. Yeah. Okay. Just but so, but this is official now. Our, our daughters are. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yep. Eighteen years old. Okay. Wait. Wait. So. For those of those for those people who are listening that are hearing us talk about this and think this is well, what's wrong with girls going ahead and getting into the draft? They're already in the military, right? Yeah, so right. why not go ahead and put them on the front lines? Yeah. Pastor Toby, you would say. Actually, we were talking about this my, my family. So you know they have this new line of Nerf guns out that are pink. No way. Have you seen this? Catering, catering to yeah, girls. They're trying to get yeah, girls. Yeah. No, I haven't you know, seen it. doing and so like yeah. the, like start there. Mm. Um, uh, is there anything sinful about a girl shooting shooting a new Nerf gun? No, Gabe. No. No. Okay. Correct answer. You didn't ask me. I was quick. David? <laughs> we, we weren't sure. We're trying to go somewhere with this. It depends if it's a if, it, if it's like, single shot or yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, fully yeah. automatic. <laughs> no, no. But I but I think it's like it's do we have a play being run on us even yeah. there? I mean, yeah. I, like I'm not going to make a huge deal about it. But at the same time, you no. Know, we talk. I talk with my my daughters and my sons about um, there are ways of treating their sisters and the other girls in their classes and so on um, that they're they're not allowed to cross a line. She's a sister. That's right. She, she's a woman. That's right. You're to honor her. Uh, my sons have both been involved in wrestling. Yeah. And the local Mo- Moscow Wrestling Club is a yep. pretty solid outfit it's for the most outfit. part. Yeah. Nevertheless, if you yeah. go to any of the uh, tournaments, there will be girls yeah. wrestling. Yeah. My sons always, um, 
what do you, they, they decline the they match? Decline the yeah, match. Yeah. They, they uh, forfeit. Forfeit. That's the word. Yeah. I yeah. was just at a wrestling meet. That's, that's, a, them, so I, that's yeah. a, such a hard word to remember. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they spell that. They forfeit um, automatically. They, they do it, and it's and because why? Because we're not going to treat that sister. That woman, that's not how we treat they, women. Yeah, that's not how yeah, we treat women. She's, right. she's a woman made in the image of God, and we're not going to treat her that way. I think it all goes back to that. Yep. Uh, a woman is to be is is a life giving creature, not a life taking yeah creature. Right. Right. Um, I, I I love the way that uh, Pastor Doug Wilson often um, he he applies that law about uh, not boiling a kid in its mother's milk, mm-hmm. and right. and and he he uh, interprets that as being that which was meant by God to give life, uh, uh, i.e., yeah, mother's yeah. milk, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. should not be used as an instrument of death to boil right. to, to boil, boil the baby. Yep. Right? Amen. Right. And so, and I, I think that I think that's a great application. Um, you also have the law in in uh, Deuteronomy about uh, women not um, wearing that which pertains to men, yep. um, and specifically the Hebrew there is describing weapons, warrior clothing, warrior clothing. Wow, um, did not know that. And, okay, and so I think there it's not just a cross dressing thing, but it's also a um, uh, the, the, it's a whole lifestyle it's thing. A t- the yeah. task of right. defending and and dying for um, uh, your family and your. Uh, community, your nation is specifically given by God to men. Um, so, and of course, and of course, you know, doesn't mean you don't teach your daughter how to use a shotgun. Of course, right, uh, right. You know, JL may need to drive a spike through some that's right tyrant's right, right. head. Yeah, and uh, so our women should be strong and and should be able to defend themselves. But uh, we don't. But, them, but yeah. we don't send them to the front lines of battle. Yeah. unless we're a bunch of cowards. Yeah. This right. isn't this what happened in Judges, right? Isn't this what was kind of going yeah. on there too? The same thing. It's like, hey, you know, there's no men that are willing willing to fight, <laughs> right? Right. And all of a sudden, and they're under judgment. So Deborah's got. So Deborah's got to go. Yeah, She's yeah. like, hey, Bar- Barak says, I'm not going to go. Not, yeah. Barak, you well, go. That's, that's your point. Barak was playing a coward. Yeah. He, yeah. he didn't want to go. I won't go unless you go with me. Yeah, that's right. So what are we looking at? What's the fallout from this? What's the fallout of sending our girls now to the front line to go fight battles that our boys should be out there going to fight? Well, actually, actually before we get to that question, yeah. What what would you do if they came up on your steps? I want to I want to talk about that question. First. We're gonna we're gonna learn, we're gonna learn how to can, bury some bodies. Can, can we do that? Yeah, I'm, I'm not joking. Right? They come up they come up to my doorsteps. Say your yeah. daughter needs well, to register for the draft. What do you do? Good luck finding me. I, I think I think one of the things we got going for us though is we have a pretty strong tradition of conscientious objection to war and enlistment already. Yeah, um, that's one advantage we have. Even if that's even that's a, even if that's a pansy card or yeah. has been in the past, right? Um, I think we at least have that going for us. I think we have um, uh, many denominations have started passing resolutions. Yep. Churches have passed resolutions. Yeah. Um, uh, the Community of Reformed Evangelical Churches, which is the denomination that Christ Church and Trinity are both a part of, right. um, have resolutions about this in order to protect our daughters. So we already, can, so um, we, we've already passed. Explain this. Pretty sure it's already in place. Yeah. Um, in order to protect us, but local churches can do the same so thing. So what is that? Yes, so what is our? What is it? What does our denomination say? Uh, what does that resolution? I, I don't have say? the language in front of me, but um, but it basically, um, I believe it states um, that um, drafting women into combat is. Um, is against God's law. It's against God's word, uh-huh. and and as a as a denomination of of Christians, we oppose it. So any member of the CREC, member of a member church, yep. uh, can appeal to that and 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 say basically, I'm a conscientious objector based on my my convictions as okay. a Christian and as a yep. Christian, uh, a member of this particular body of of churches. Uh, we object to that, and therefore right. we will not do it. So they treat us like Amish almost, and then say, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Interesting. So, so, then so, we, so, so what's I, cool I, so about that? I would got, say we start there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, does it? Ooh, does it, you just save some lives, brother. It, <laughs> <laughs> put your nine away. I put my shotgun away <laughs> because I was thinking, hey, if this actually happens to me, somebody's gonna have to die.
die if they're coming for my daughter. No, and we're gonna have to run. I think that's the only thing I knew to do now, at that point. Long term, I think they're gonna come. I, yeah. I think. I mean, all uh, right, I'm grabbing the shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I think. I think that's a short term tactic that I think might buy us some time. Right. But just like they're already coming for the bakers and the flower right, and florist right, people right, and wedding right. whatever, like they're gonna come for that. You know, so much for conscious of conscientious objection when it when it was that thing. Right. So if you get in the way of the steamroller of freedom. Right. You know, like, you know, that, that, that big, great steamroller that's coming, um, that's liberating us all. If you're oh, in the way of it, yeah. you know, oh, the, this, this buys us a few minutes, yeah. I think. Yeah, right. Oh. But yeah, we need to get ready. Yeah. So what can, so right now, no, if you're yeah. a part of a church or denomination, do, do they just need to draft this? Can they yeah, push get, for this in their denomination? Hey, we need to draft some sort of. Get it on the books. Oh, wow. Get it on the books. Write it down. Pass it. Put it in the Constitution. Because, say, because what that does. As a church, we stand against this. Yeah. And what that does is that gets your whole community behind that father who's at that house where the people come and knock on his door and say, we want your daughter. Right. But he's got the whole community behind him, the whole denomination behind him. And it's like, no, we aren't going to put up with that. Doesn't it feel like the reverse of Sodom and Gomorrah? He comes in and says, send those men out. They're like, no, 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 I'll give you my daughter. You know, it feels like, hey, guys, send us your girls. Like, no, I'll give you my son. He'll fight. And like, no, we want your girls. You know, <laughs> it's just like the reverse of that. You know, you know, it's kind of crazy. So, um, uh, the other there you thing, go. Here you go. Okay. It is not lawful for women to be mustered for combat service, for our Lord has declared it an abomination for women to don the martial attire of a man. Deuteronomy 22 5. Mm. Christian fathers must protect their daughters from being seduced or coerced into such a circumstance, and the church must support them as they do so. This is in the memorial on, this is called Memorial E, letter E, on terrorism in the CREC Book of Memorials. Okay. You can find it on the website. I, I got to find is, what is else that, is, is that in there. CREC.com. Com. C-R-E-C dot org, isn't it? Churches. Uh, C-R-E churches C-R-E dot churches org. Dot okay, dot org. Okay. Uh, if That's you find, look up documents, look up memorials, yeah. and you'll find churches it. Thanks, Toby. Um, so we talked a little bit about this with Ken DeVries last week. Ooh. Um, Sunshine Man. Sunshine Man. He was great. <laughs> Ken was great. Each state's insurance companies have actually lobbied for Obamacare. They actually, Ken, right. De, Ken, Ken DeVries' website, um, tracks all lobbying in Idaho and where money's been spent from PAC and so forth. Yeah. Um, and the Blue state, Cross Blue Shield, uh, what Blue, did he say? Blue Shield in Idaho, I believe, spent about $200,000 yeah. yeah. lobbying for Obamacare. That's oh. good to know. <laughs> but, so, and, and you guys have heard all the insurance rates are going Check up. Check out Obama. Samaritan Ministries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Samaritan Ministries. I'm part of Christian Healthcare Ministries, okay. C- CHM. Um, but there's, yeah, there's similar, three of them. Similar, similar programs, yeah. There's some great ministry, healthcare, Christians helping alternative Christians. situations. Yeah. Get out. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. But because insurance premiums have had to go up this last year because all these insurance companies have lost a lot of money um, because they're they're having to insure. Oh, really? All, yeah, <laughs> imagine. Can you imagine A that? forced service and you lose money. But because of this, Obama and his administration have been rerouting money that had been slotted for Obamacare and... And, and paying for all all sorts of things related to Obamacare, they've rerouted about five billion dollars to private insurance companies. You can go actually. I'm on the Cato Institute dot org. Wait, wait, say that one more time. Five billion dollars. Obama has rerouted his administration has rerouted five billion dollars to private insurance companies participating in Obamacare. Is that a b b b b b as in billion? Okay. Wait, yeah. so why would they and be it's doing illegal. that? It's why illegal. would they be doing that? Because the insurance companies are losing money, they force the insurance companies to do this, right? And so now they're they're rerouting to pay for their losses. <laughs> it's unreal. 
Five billion dollars, and it's actually illegal that they're doing this, but they can they can get away. It right? doesn't matter. Yeah, Have you heard about Hillary and the FBI? It doesn't matter. No. <laughs> She's still running for president. Yep. Could you imagine if if some if you, if your son brought home a, a girl and said, "Hey, Dad, this is his girl. I was talking to her. her. Name is Hillary. Oh, by the way, she's under investigation for the FBI. She might be indicted. Yeah, yeah, she might be indicted. But she's actually she's, she's great. She's a great person. She's great. Can I marry her? And yeah. your response is, uh, get this girl out of my house. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't having no FBI in this house. But no, no, we'll say, hey, let's vote for her for president. Right. So well, obviously, it doesn't matter well, the, what's legal anymore. There's a bunch of the left that are starting to peel off. They're starting to peel off. I mean, I don't think this is going to be enough. But, uh, yeah, but, but I think yeah. they're peeling off. They're like, oh, whoa, this is we, we didn't yeah. sign up for this. Well, why would they have a conscience now? Right. <laughs> this is her second one. But this is this is this is where the her <laughs> second conscience. <laughs> no, this is her second time getting in, um, under investigation of the FBI. This no. is not the first. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't no, you no. jump ship the Clint, first time? The Clinton Foundation's oh, under yeah, investigation. Yeah, I, I guess it's the third one. This right? is not. This is number three. This is no. not just. I lost yeah. count. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> David, but this, but why this, don't you keep up with this? But this is kind of like a good example of, you know, we aren't a capitalist society. Like, this right. is fascism is what it is. Yeah. Insurance companies paying for the government to b- increase their investment is what it is. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out initially, don't worry. The government's got you back. We'll give you $5 billion later. Right? Man, we could, we're in the wrong business, guys. Politics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running for office. Podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I already said I was going to write you in. Uh, yes. This is your ticket. That's I right. Don't do that. I don't want them come knocking on my door. We heard you were running for president, Mr. This Knox. Your, this is your ticket no, to success. Christian Post. ChristianPost.com. You can check this out. Um, millennials. That's I don't know who millennials. Yeah. Who's millennials? I don't know. I'm a millennial. Are Seth, you a millennial? I'm a millennial. What's we got Seth in studio. Seth, Seth we'll doesn't know what a millennial next. is. No. I, think, um, I think Clint is a millennial. No. No. <laughs> no. He's no. an Indian. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, yeah, man. we better play the Indian music. Before. Okay, uh, uh, millennials, real quick. Let me let me finish this. Um, millennials believe they support Karl Marx's ideology more than what the Bible says. Be, so what? they because because Karl Marx he sounds good. Who, who said? Do this? they even know what that who is? Who said this? From each according to his abilities, to each according to his needs. Do they even know what they're talking about, though? No, uh, so that's the I, thing. I would like to know if they know what Marxism is. Right. No, but they, so they pose they pose these statements from Karl Marx, and then they say, "Okay, oh, do you see. agree with Karl or do you agree with the Bible?" Right. And they're like, "Oh, Karl Marx sounds so did, nice." Did they actually even identify who said them? Or hey, did they maybe just we should play that game. So I didn't read that deep into the poll. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, maybe we should play that game. You know, in the next yeah, segment, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karl I mean, Marx or right. the Bible. That's right. I bet Gabriel actually agrees with Marx. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stop! When we come back, we have Steve Dace coming up next on Cross Politics. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build Him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of the Christian Liberal Arts College, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. At Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration. 
unashamed of Christ and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic. We are very grateful today to have with us Steve Dace, nationally syndicated radio host, heard each weekday in top markets from coast to coast. At least that's what it says. He's somebody <laughs> top, important. Top market. He's important. He's important. We're the, at the we're bottom market. The, Steve's a top market. Absolutely. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm not even done yet, you guys. <laughs> okay, okay. The national media recognize Dace as an influential voice in his home state of Iowa. Okay. Is that, the, that's next to Idaho, isn't it? It's the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, the, it's next to I the pimp, guys. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, he's ready for cross politics, guys. Iowa, of course, is famous, being the first in the nation, presidential caucuses. He's frequently quoted in the national media Ooh. on political and cultural issues. Dace has also appeared on all the major cable news networks and writes for the Washington Times, USA Today, and Conservative Review. Of course, Dace lives in Idaho with his wife, Amy, and their three children. So glad to have you on the show today, Steve. It's a pleasure to be with you guys. Thank you very much. Steve is the author of A Nefarious Plot, just dropped back in In February. February. Yes. And as well as Rules for Patriots, How Conservatives Can Win Again. Uh, Steve, uh, we wanted to start off by just asking you a little bit about uh, this crazy last year. I'm sure you have many, many thoughts for us, but uh, one of the things that we noted uh, that I think has been some, something of a splash for you was the fact that early on you endorsed uh, Ted Cruz, and, <laughs> and then, of course, uh, things went crazy. Uh, Trump ends up getting the, the nomination, and then finally, it seems like maybe perhaps after tons of pressure or something or other, Cruz caves endorses him, and then um, my sources tell me you, like, completely threw the towel in with the Republican Party. So so tell us about this. What happened uh, in your mind, and where, where do you stand, and where do you think uh, conservative Christians, uh, how should we read uh, what's going on? Well, I think that, um, you know, in my line of work, gentlemen, I, I have two uh, separate vocations, and sometimes they, they mingle, and sometimes they don't. Mm. Um, and you know, on one hand, I, my number one goal in my career is I, I want to do whatever I can do with the talent and the platform that God's given me to, to make a biblical worldview mainstream in America again. Uh, to, and, and cause I just, yeah. I, I think all we have to do is let the lion out of its cage and it will defend itself just fine. Come on. Okay. Now. So, Amen. <laughs> uh, so, so that's my one goal. But on the other, on the other hand, though, I am also an activist and a consultant and I've been involved in a lot of elections and involved in this process professionally. And part of my, part of that is to analyze data and analyze trends and situations. And as much as possible, you know, like it's when Jack Nicholson was asked and as good as it gets why he writes women so well. And he says, I think of a man and then I remove all logic and reasoning. Um, <laughs> yeah, when, I'm a, when, 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 I, when I do that professional side of things, I, I remove my advocacy as best I can. I remove my, my allegiances, my emotions. And so sometimes that requires me in order to maintain the credibility of that gig. I have to 
give opinions that I would prefer not to be true. Right. I would that I have to say things that I believe are true, even though if wishes were horses, in my case, they would not be. <laughs> and so, you know, you asked me about Ted Cruz. We are very good friends. We spoke even just this week. I think he's a tremendous patriot. Um, that's my personal feeling. My professional assessment and the decision he made to to glom to 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 go along with Trump here at the end is I think he made a tremendous political prof- politically professional miscalculation. Yeah, and I think the way that you have seen him panned for it and lampooned for it, and the verbal gymnastics he has to walk. You know, he was in my home state of Iowa just a couple of days ago, and he refused to refer to the nominee by name yep. and things <laughs> of that nature. And and so I I but I say that also understanding there really wasn't an ideal solution for him. I mean, yeah. if 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 he never endorses him and Trump loses by a couple of points, they're going to look for it and blame him yeah, because right, right. even though that's a, even though that's phony because. Endorse. This isn't 1987. You know, there's not just a block of people. And when you endorse, you just automatically bring this block of people like mind numb robots to vote for you. You know, the, right. the beauty of social media is people are more informed now. And, the, and the, the nightmare of social media is people are less informed than they've ever been before, but they're convinced they're more informed. OK, so. Yeah. All right. So so everybody has an opinion now. And yeah. you, you don't just control blocks of people like you did 20 years ago. So I don't I, I think I don't think there you know, I, I can't imagine there were too many Cruz voters that just sit around thinking with their thumbs up, their sphincters thinking, you know, I wasn't I was going to sit this thing out until Ted Cruz spoke. Yeah. So I guess I've totally right. changed my mind. Right. But that right. would have been the perception post November 8th that would have been that probably would have driven a stake through his heart. So I, I know right. why he did it. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that if he was going to end up doing it anyway. There were some things he could have done in advance on, that yes, would have yes. n- navigated the process ahead of time that would have made this less disastrous than well, it turned out. To there be. were right. there was I think there was a bunch of us that I think when he didn't um, actually endorse Trump at the Republican at the National Convention, Convention mm-hmm. were, we were standing mm-hmm. with him. We were oh. really impressed. Yeah, I mean, and then and then to go and then flip it completely. You know, I, I'm I'm like I'm out. Do you, do, Steve, do you think because um, Ted endorsed Donald? A week or two before his Donald's 2005 comments came out. Yeah. Do you think if, if Ted would have waited like another week, that all that pressure would have been off him anyways? I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. Now, I think there'd be pressure on him right now because we have this illusion that the polls are closing and things of that nature. And, and we can get into, the, you know, if you want with your audience, I don't want to get into the weeds. But I know a lot of people don't understand how polling works and what the process is. Um, you know, so there's this illusion right now because we took a bunch of polls when the news were about the wor- was about the worst for Hillary Clinton that she could hope for on, in, on Friday right. or, or a week ago Friday with the Comey letter that the, the polls are tightening. You got to keep in mind that people respond to polls when they're energized or and they don't respond when they're demoralized. So why why were the the polls that overinflated Hillary's lead after the debates? Those were overinflated because Trump performed so poorly in the debates that his base was too demoralized to respond to pollsters and Hillary's was 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 excited. And now since last Friday, Hillary's base was a little demoralized by the Comey letter. And so you're seeing the polls are reflecting that. I still don't believe there's much of a chance Donald Trump will win for reasons Uh. we can get into or not. But, um, you know, we can you know, I don't want to get too far in the weeds because I love talking theology, too. So I'm happy to answer any questions you guys have. We're getting we're getting into theology. Well, see, Steve, you just <laughs> happened to jump on the show the day that we actually happen to be pulling Christian cards. So we're actually checking to see who's Christian today. And so our, my, my main question for you is I want to know what do you think the gospel is? 
I think the gospel is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever will believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that through him the world may be saved. And- Amen. That's orthodox. <laughs> well, you, you just well, quoted a bunch of scriptures, Steve. <laughs> so how does, one, how does one partake of that gospel message? Ask me more specifically what you mean by partake. Assume that I'm a sinner right now, don't believe in Jesus Christ. What would you tell me? What I would tell you is that you have to come to grips with the fact that you are a sinner. You are not basically good. If, for those who believe human nature is basically good, every theology class I've ever taught at my church, I always have everybody raise your hands because everybody's been worked over by progressivism, right? So everybody thinks human nature is basically good. And I said, really? Okay, so... For the next two seconds, I want you to think of the person in life you hate the most and only think really nice things about them, and you're out <laughs> after half a second. You're done. Okay? <laughs> Human nature is not basically good. Therefore, you have no means to overcome your own sinfulness, to overcome the things that you, about yourself that, that you are ashamed of, the things that you are doing to others that you are ashamed of, the things people have done to you that have caused shame, that, 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 have, that have shamed them, that, that you are now struggling with. You have no power within you. To overcome those things, yeah. to endure those things, uh, to to uh, to become a better person simply in your own steam because of those things, and that's where the power of the gospel transforms people's lives. And I just look mm-hmm. at my own life. You know, we when we started going to church after our first child was born, and um, when was that? I, I'm, that was in 2000. Anna was born in February of 2001. Oh, wow. And, and about seven or eight months later, I, I just remember, I, I, and I had really wrestled with God I, about this for months. But I mean, we were living in a two-bedroom apartment at the time. And uh, in the, the second bedroom, which we had to turn into her nursery, was kind of my playroom. And in there, I had my video games and my really cool porn collection. You know, I was your typical Gen X guy from in the, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s. Wow, and wow. um and, and, and I remember I walked into Anna's room and I grew up with a very abusive stepdad. My mom was 15 years old when she had me. I, we were on welfare when I was a kid, you know, so I know all these, I, I lived this life. Wow. And I, I remember thinking this kid is doomed with me as a dad. Mm. This might be the one thing Hillary Clinton's right about. It's going to take a village to raise this kid. <laughs> okay. And, and so after months of wrestling with this, I finally went to my wife and I said, I know this is going to sound strange coming from me, but I think we need to join a church. Not because we need it. We're fine, you know, of course. But, but you know, <laughs> yeah. she, For she, your she kid. needs like, yeah, yeah, she needs like better friends and a more support network than we have. And my wife looked at me and said, you know, I've been thinking this all along. I just knew better than to bring it up to you. So, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Wives. <laughs> and, uh, Wives. Good woman. And, and, and you know, um, I, the, I had been heavily involved in conservative politics all my life, going right back to high school, college, as an adult. So I didn't know I didn't know anything about theology, but I knew like the National Council of Churches and the World Council of Churches were a bunch of Marxists and that kind of stuff. So I went online and any denominations that belonged to those groups, we just I eliminated them right away because I didn't want to debate politics at church and Marxist policy and yeah. social justice warriorism at church. I just wanted to go to a church that was so, going to provide so you, some, you, some moral nourishment. You eliminated your churches first based off politics. <laughs> yes, I did. I did. Yeah, wow. that's all I knew. Yeah, right, you know, right. And then we, we, t- we, we took suggestions. I was doing a sports talk radio show here locally in Des Moines at the time, and 
I had people email in their suggestions of where they think I should go to church. Oh wow! And we went and checked the we went and checked a lot of them out, and I entered and I asked every pastor that one question you guys have all gotten from that one person who thinks they're the first one to think about it. Well, what about this one Aborigine in the middle of nowhere that no missionaries <laughs> have ever met, and if he he dies saving a busload of school kids, giving his life. And he's never repented of his sins. Did God send this to him to hell? That's not right. That's not fair, yeah. right? You guys have all been asked that question never. many times. Yeah. By <laughs> Allison, right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and one pastor had an answer that, that floored me, but it was very simple. He said, I trust that a God who would spare not even his own son for me would deal with such a person right. with justice. Amen. Amen. And that floored me in its profound simplicity. And so we ended up going to that church. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, and, you know, I got baptized and stuff a few months after we started going, but it was sort of an intellectual exercise really for me. Yeah. And then one yeah. day we, and my wife, now my wife, it was different. She got immersed in, you know, discipleship and stuff right away. And I kind of resented it that she was like ahead of me, you know? So, <laughs> so then my, so then my pride was like all hurt. So I was like, you know, really pouting at that point. And, one day they ran a, a, um, a crawler on the screen at church you know, for guys to take this bus caravan to uh, Promise Keepers in Kansas City, Missouri yes. oh, wow. on September 18th, 2003. Wow. Yes. And, I, and, I, and I just had this overwhelming feeling like no matter what else is happening on planet Earth that day, I need to be there for that. Mm-hmm. Huh. And um, we, we get on the bus to go. That, the, the day arrives. We get on the bus to go. And I really didn't want to be there. You know, I'm thinking this is kind of lame. I shouldn't have never done this. And so I did like this, the universal guy sign for leave me alone. I put my earbuds in my ear and talk to anybody, you know, <laughs> and uh, this one, I'm sitting in the very back of the bus. And by now my sports talk show has gotten really popular in the community. So a lot of people know who I am. Yeah. And this, and this one other, this one guy is sitting in the seat ahead of me about, uh, about 20 minutes into the trip to Kansas city. He turns to me, taps me on the leg. I look at him like, don't bother me, leave me alone. And he taps me on the leg again. And he says, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I really feel like I need to tell you something. Huh. I'm like, okay. And he starts telling me about his porn habit and how it led to affairs. And he nearly lost his family. Wow. And, I, and I'm like, For, dude, who, who, literally, who the <laughs> hell are you? Who are you? Well, I, don't, I don't want to know this. Overshare. But, but you know, within the next 45 minutes, you know what? We ended up, by the time we arrived in Kansas City, we were like blood brothers. Huh. I mean, wow. it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. And then we got to the arena. And they started playing music, you know, and guys are up holding hands. And I'm like, this is a freak show. Hell to the no, I'm not doing this. Okay. Yeah. You know, and the first speaker was a guy named Joe White. And uh, Joe is building like these these life-size crosses on the stage. And he's talking about Christ and the two criminals that were flanked next to him on each side. And he parlays that into a sermon about the damage that fathers did to their sons. And, Hmm. you know, I grew up with a biological that didn't bother and a stepdad who was very abusive. So this really hit me, cut me to the quick. And I remember, and I'm looking around, you know, at this message and I'm like, who told this guy I was coming? Because this whole (laughs) sermon is like about me. Wow. And, um, and, and at the end he takes an altar call and I really felt like I should answer this. And, And then I realized that altar calls were only for really bad Pentecostal television with that gal that looks like her hair lost the fight with the paintball gun. So I said, no, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> and so I, I sat back down and I'm like, and at that time I weighed about 370 pounds, you okay. know, so I was like well over hundred pounds ago. And wow. so I set my fat butt down and I'm like, no, I'm not giving in. The next thing I know, guys, straight up, I, I was in the upper deck of Kansas City's Kemper Arena when that happened. The next thing I remember is I am face down on the concrete floor at, in that arena, crying oh. my eyes out at this wow. altar call. Wow. 
And, uh, I, you know, and my wife would tell you ever since that day, now I have certainly not been perfect by any means, but she is, she's on her second marriage and it just so happens the guy had the same name both times. So there you go. (laughs) So so it sounds like that God's transformed your heart and it sounds like you're a Christian. So I'll give you the pass this time. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. You get the card. Hey, and I want you to know that if I ever, if I'm ever there in Idaho, I have that one chip in my forehead and also in my hand that st- that they gave me it when I was up. at that event. Oh, I'm sorry. That was something else. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. here, here, you know, we got, we got you for a few more minutes, but I really want to get, it seems like you have your finger on the pulse right now of the election and what's going on culturally. And so you already know that there's a lot of people out there that are feeling very uneasy about this election. Very discouraged. Very yeah. discouraged. So they're paying attention to it is what you're telling it, that's us. That's right. Yes. And so yeah. right now, if you could just take the next couple minutes and give us some, some good marching orders for what to do if we actually get Hillary as, as a president or if we get Trump as a president. Or, or does it even matter if we get either, either one of these guys? You know, I've said this on my show the other night. I really don't care who wins. And I say this as someone who has fought against Hillary Clinton's ideas my entire adult life. Mm. And I say this as somebody who knows Donald Trump personally and was one of the first people he tried to woo into his orbit. Uh, in fact, I've kind of blamed myself for some of this because I introduced him to some of the people that helped launch his campaign. Not Get knowing him, guys. clearly oh, what he was capable Steve. of. <laughs> Cut the line. You know? Cut. <laughs> and I'm, I'm serious, guys. There have been oh. nights I've set up by myself just praying in the chair in our living room in front of the picture window, just despondent oh. over this whole thing. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I think the answer is the same regardless of who wins. It's just a different problem. If Hillary Clinton wins, she is going to use the coercive force of government to do everything she can to diminish the influence of the church even more than it already has. Mm. You're going to see there will be more Kim Davises. The, yeah. uh, what, what happened to Aaron and Melissa Klein, Kelvin yeah. Cochran, just mm. Baronel Stuntsman, run down the names, yep. will be legion yep. under Hillary Clinton. Wow. Yep. If, if, if Donald so, – so you're going to have to fight for the right to live out your Christian values as a believer as you never have before. But if Donald Trump wins, you're going to face a different existential problem. You will have to fight for the integrity of those values in the first place. And if you look at the way he has corrupted wow. so many yeah. Christian leaders, you look at, you look at, you look at the way you, you literally had Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of the largest evangelical institution on this planet, mm-hmm. go on national TV a month ago and say, he, hey, yeah, I mean, I'd vote for a groper. I, mean, I thought JFK sexually assaulted people oh. and he cut taxes, so I'd vote for him. Oh, my goodness. Now, 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 if Donald Trump can get Robert Jeffress and James Dobson and Jerry Falwell Jr., yep. men of that stature, when he was just a candidate and it never looked like he was going to win, right? Yep. But if the just the allure of that power caused men like this to be clown themselves and debase themselves – what do you think he could get them to do when he had actual power? Oh, man. When he could say yeah. to Jerry Falwell Jr., would you like to be the ambassador to Israel? Right. When he could say to James Dobson, how do you think about retirement in Barbados where you can, you and Shirley can, you can, can be the ambassador there? What do you think of that? Right. Mm. When, he has, when he has real power to dispense, real favors to woo people, what do you think he will get them to do then? And, and what I have seen is in, involved in a lot of Christian political activism all over the country is I see this generational divide. And I'm right in the middle of it. And what I have seen is if you are 50 and older, and not always, but chances are you probably think if Donald Trump doesn't win, America is over because somehow God can't fix the country without his help. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right, right. Now, if, now, if you're 40 and younger, you're looking at your parents and grandparents like, WTF? Really? I mean, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. I mean, you're like, you're like that skit on ESPN on, before Monday Night Football. You're looking at your parents like, come on, man. Really? I mean, <laughs> seriously, this is what we're doing now? You, you don't mean, have much longer Jesus, to go, but we do. What, yeah, 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 exactly. 
I mean, you're, you're looking at your parents like they just bowed down to the chocolate bunny in that video they made you watch when you were a kid. Right? Yes. So, yes. And, and then there's those of us in the middle who are hearing it from both generations in one ear and out the other. We have to win. Who cares if we win with it? And, yeah. and the reality is this, is this is exactly what I'm talking about. The, there is a generational schism that is happening here. And we already have enough troubles as it is of attracting millennials to our churches. And now they're going to watch us literally create, we're going to literally say Trump is Nebuchadnezzar and Cyrus, bloodthirsty dictators of antiquity, and call that a compliment, okay? Mm-hmm. That is terrible branding for the church. Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, millenni- that our young people don't have to be confronted with being an adult, that in the adult world, you don't always get to make the ideal choice. You don't always get to make the perfect choice, and it's not fair to backseat drive generations when you know how everything plays out, and they didn't at the time. Mm-hmm. However, the older generations better take real when, – when you have people on CNN saying yesterday, Trump has God's character. He yeah. is God's yeah. anointed. I saw some yeah. of that. Yeah. Do, 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 I hope we understand that we are, hoping, we are helping heretics like Rob Bell and Campolo yes, and are. Cider. We are helping their recruiting efforts once they get out of our evangelical homeschools and out of our suburban megachurches and they get there on those college campuses with those fake youth ministries. We are helping them rope the wind with our children with this kind of selling out for these politicians. I so, hope we so realize that. Give me some hope, Steve. Uh, yeah, I so, want some yeah, hope yeah, yeah. So, so give us – we're Woo! depressed. Give us, yeah. Here is the hope. Yes. You know what? Um, Do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Mm -hmm. Come on, Steve. That's it. Preach. Same thing, man. (laughs) Same thing, same things. Do do the same thing, whether you're some rickety, you're some Puritans on a rickety Mayflower risking your lives to come here. The same thing, whether whether you're singing Swing Low, Sweet Charity, because people think because you're, you're a different color, you're not really my Christian brother, and I can treat you as subhuman. The same thing, the mm. same thing that all of our brothers and sisters have had to do for the last 2,000 years. That's a good word. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's the same thing. We are not entitled to some nationalistic birthright. And, and so, that's not what this country is about. And seems, the fact that many people think that way is why we're going to lose it. It seems like central to that, too, is, is you touched on this with your point about power. Uh, the way of the church has always been uh, a, a, a different kind of power. Uh, the power of the spirit isn't isn't the power of of politics. Right. Is, isn't having your hand on the steering wheel. It's actually doing what's right, no matter what. Saying the truth, no matter what. Voting right. Yeah, just doing no matter what, yeah, no matter what, and just yeah. trusting that that God and by the power of His Spirit is gonna He's going to bless it long term. And obviously, obviously, we haven't. I think been that's doing called that. faith. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's called, called faith. faith. Yeah. I mean, and it's yeah. obvious that we haven't been doing that, guys. Yeah. Because look at who we have as our leaders. Right. Yeah. No, this is clearly a wake up call. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God is literally saying to us, it, seriously, you're going to do this again. Mm. I gave you the most obvious wicked people I could possibly <laughs> find. <laughs> and, and, and you still persist in taking one more trip around the mountain. This doesn't, I mean, yeah. this is, oh. you know, God loves us too much to let us have our idols. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, I've, I've, preached, I've preached this to my own church here in Des Moines. Where I'm on the preaching team here. And I've said this several times during this election because we're a very politically organized and active church, like many of them are here in Iowa for the caucuses. And I've looked right. at, Many of the older saints that are that really believe if Trump doesn't win, somehow we're all speaking Arabic next month. Okay, and 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 I have said to them, you know, it's 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 one thing to vote. It's one thing to say Hillary Clinton has a proverbial gun to my head, so I'm going to vote for the person who has the best chance of beating her. I don't think that's immoral at all. Yeah. But but your but your proclivity to elevate him to some Cheeto Jesus status, he does not deserve. Yeah. Okay. That is idolatry, and I promise you. The, the, don't, if you, don't force God to make it plain. The tighter you clutch those idols, the more painful it will be for him to pry your fingers away from them. 
Yeah. All right. So if, if, if elections are really just a utilitarian composition and it's really not a moral choice and we're not, a, well, we're not electing a pastor, Steve. And I always come back to people right. with, I don't know, have you seen the estate of America's pastor? It looks like we are electing some pastors. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but if, if, if that's what, if that's, if, if this is a functionary choice, like choosing the best auto mechanic and you don't care if the guy has got a tongue ring, but he knows his way around a carburetor. If that's all that it is, then treat it as such. But when you make him a hero, right. when you send me, when I've been besieged mm. with emails telling me that he is God's anointed, that I am opposing God's anointed, you guys think I've got, I've got an ego problem. I don't yeah. think I'm that powerful. But when you elevate him, you are an idolater, That's not right. a voter. That's God right. will not bless that. That's right. He will not. He will mm. not share his glory with another. If you want to say, if you want to, if you want to say, Listen, I've got a flawed choice here. There really isn't a good one. I'm going to, like a Bonhoeffer, I'm going to make the best choice in a fallen world I can sure, and yeah. trust God's goodness from there. Yeah. Fine. Right. But that's not what people are doing. No. They are fawning over no. him on a level that is frightening for the church, if you ask me. Steve Dace, everybody, thank you for joining us. Yeah. You can find more at uh, stevedace.com. Of course, you can tune in every weekday. Uh, on the Steve Day Show at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And find him on Twitter. I'm finding you on Twitter, find, uh, brother. We're going to hang out on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, I would Steve. love that. I would love <laughs> All that. All right, brother. Uh, I need to probably to be on Twitter. Twitter. Twitter is dangerous for me because mouth right works faster than brain, and Twitter encourages that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks so much, Steve. Thank you, guys. God bless you. Welcome to the One Minute Apologist. One Minute Apologist. If you had one minute Apologist. to be able to unpack for the audience. We interview the world's leading apologists to provide credible answers to curious questions. Dr. Geisler, do all religions lead to God? All religions don't lead to God for one simple reason. They teach opposite things and opposites can't be true. Uh, Muhammad taught that there's only one person in God and Christianity says there's three persons in God. They can't both be true. You know, the Bhagavad Gita can't be the Word of God in the Bible. The Word of God. They teach opposite uh, beliefs, and the, the Book of Mormon can't be the Word of God, and the Bible the Word of God because they have opposite beliefs. Uh, there's only one God, not many uh, gods. So if they all taught the same thing, uh, one they'd be one religion. But the fact that they teach opposites, there are many religions, and opposites can't both be true. And they're on essential doctrines, not just uh, trivial little things. How do you tell a counterfeit? You tell a counterfeit. Not by its superficial similarities, but by its crucial differences. You don't tell a counterfeit $20 bill because you say it's 20, it's on paper, it's rectangular. Uh, it has some crucial differences than a, a real $20 bill. So we tell counterfeits not by superficial similarities, but by crucial differences. Superficial to say, we believe in God, we believe in Jesus. Yeah, which Jesus, which God? Crucial differences are their opposite beliefs about God. I mean, ultimately, it's to bring awareness and make people, you know, realize what's really going on in this country. There are a lot of things that are going on that are unjust, people aren't being held accountable for, and that's something that needs to change. That's something that, you know, this country stands for freedom, liberty, justice for all, and it's not happening for all right now. Uh, this place feels like a wasteland People wasting time in slavery to these stagehands This fakery is so futile and Welcome back That's our, uh, our brother, our friend, Aaron Ventura Ventura On his new single coming out What's American it called? American Wasteland American Wasteland? 
Aaron, it out. Aaron Ventura dot com. Oh, he just said like Christians voting, Christians for, voting for Hillary. Hillary. Turn this off. Uh oh. Fuck, crank that. Ponzi scheming on our grandchildren. Steve Dace. I'm, gonna, I'm bringing it in, boys. Yes. I'm bringing it in. We just finished up. Uh, wow. Wow, that was great, huh? Steve, um, man, that's a he pow- needs an energy power- drink. Power- he, needs a, <laughs> he needs to promote an energy drink, yeah, dude. He, Seriously. He, he's wound what, up. How about that testimony, though, huh? I, I, dude, oh man, blew me away. Awesome. I, I, I love it. He's like, you know, our girl, she needs, she needs some Jesus. She needs some good surroundings. <laughs> our daughter, <laughs> our daughter needs the church. <laughs> we're we're yeah. good, yeah. but she needs some help. Oh man, yeah, you know, that's, oh, yeah. but that's encouraging. <laughs> it is. That's, that's it really is. encouraging. And God's raised him up. You know, uses. I mean, he's relatively new Christian still. I mean, like, what 14, 15 years ago he starts going to church. Yeah, two thousand one. Yeah. And um, and wow. I mean, that's pretty awesome that um. He's got that story that God's put him in this place where he's got a voice. Um, and a prominent one, too. He's, he's, yeah. yeah. People are listening. He's, he's, he's important. He's friends with Donald Trump. Donald, Donald Trump, Trump Ted, Cruz. Ted Cruz. You know. He's wonder, dropping. Hey, he, but we're he, friends he, with Steve. He, yeah, we're, we're friends <laughs> with Steve. Yeah. Oh, my. So, so takeaway. What do you, what do you, what's your takeaway from this, Gabe? You know, I, 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 for one, he's, he's like I, I said offline, I mean, he's just a really – um, articulate things very well, not like I do. I'm bad. I'm not an articulator at all. <laughs> he talks. He talks all the time. He, he talks for a living. Obviously, when you talk, you get it down. Yeah, right. You have to. You say you get it, it, is it. You get again, it down, and Did again, you say that and right? again, you get it down. <laughs> yeah. Get it down. Right. Get it yeah, down. You, you know I your like lines. That. You know your lines. Yeah, and and so I think the the other thing I, I I liked about his his point when he was kind of he's talking about Hillary and Trump. They're both bad, but um, Hillary is is probably going to help increase uh, persecution in the church okay but donald trump on the other side of that is going to destroy the church's integrity <laughs> right right so so which evil you know which right. evil um are, are we do we need to gear up for mm-hmm. uh if it's if it's hillary we got more full-on just full court press right. direct we're coming after you which would probably be historically the healthier thing for our church sure right sure when when tr- persecution happens the church tends to get her stuff in order right. a lot faster right. than when integrity the, the compromisers and the players are going to become more and more clear right. right um and and those that are are going to stand with jesus and uh and come what may those who are going to stand against nebuchadnezzar and not bow to the image that's yeah. going to become more and more clear so i got a, i got a friend um Go who was a pastor in in california in santa cruz area yeah. and when i went down and visited one of the things he told me he's like you know it's so santa cruz is the abortion capital of california whoa mm-hmm. um and he said one of the things he says it's dark down here yeah and he said but i can get together with all these other churches from all these denominations and we have really good fellowship hmm. because it's so dark and it's like everyone's just like looking for light. These pastors are just looking for encouragement, right. and they can easily find it in one another. Right. And so I, I think that's a good example. Well, it's, it's of, the same thing, like on the mission field. Like you go to the mission field, and it's like you know, if you're like the, the Catholics, the Presbyterians, the Baptists, the, and the everybody's Baptists, just like, yeah. "You love Jesus? Oh, me too." Yeah. You know, and, and they start working together. Right. Um, and and yeah, there's still differences and whatever, but you can you can let you know it, it helps you prioritize a lot faster. Like what's really important here? Yeah. And and when we got something evil like abortion or we got persecution or you know we're this 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 minority, 
Well, and you see that. You see that when the Kleins um, went through what they went through, yeah. like their GoFundMe campaign. Like all these oh, Christians yeah. all beautiful. around the world that was yeah. beautiful. come out of raised the woodworks ha- and like, hey, we're behind yeah. you. Almost a half a million dollars they raised, right? Yeah. I think yeah. three, four hundred thousand. I think someone else, the couple in Iowa raised over 850 I think. Oh. Um, I think I think I might be wrong. Please double check me. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty significant amount. But all these Christians come out of the woodworks because, well, hey, there's someone being persecuted. Well, and it makes more sense what Joel McDermott was saying about how Christians will step up. Yeah. Right. Like they, we need this. Right. Like, you know, it's amazing. This election has had me rethink the last 12 years. You know, in my voting. Yeah. And how um, you were voting. Absolutely. How I'm how I've yeah. been thinking about it, because, uh-huh. you know, I look back now and, you know, I think. George George W. Do Bush. Do you need was to confess running. something? I voted for something? George W. Bush. Oh, uh, I so, didn't know that. So did I. And, I don't. Uh, I don't think I can be on so the show anymore. So I teach anymore, guys. a uh, high school Bible study to Moscow High kids um, mm. to, to the public school kids here on Thursdays. And um, was it two weeks ago? I went around the room and asked everyone who they were voting for. Uh huh. And well, some, of course, some kids said, or or who's their favorite president? That was the question I asked them. Oh. Who was their favorite president? Some said Obama. Some said. Um, uh, Reagan, you know, kind of the state right. answers. A couple, some said George Bush, and then one said FDR and Abe Lincoln. And I was just like, I have to say something. Wow. And so I first, I, I said, um, I'm going to tell you from my perspective, the three worst presidents we've ever had in the United States, Abraham Lincoln, FDR, and George Bush. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham no, Lincoln. No, no, no. <laughs> no. And, wow. and so the kids, the kids said, in my mind, the three worst presidents we ever had. Yeah. Um, and and so I I, ta- I started talking. Of course, that that raised all kinds of. Yeah. Uh, but if you think about it, Abe Lincoln, as we talked about in our episode before, he set the stage for abortion on mass scale. He enslaved yeah. the nation. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he he set the paradigm for the government to be able to kill fifty million babies. Yeah. Um, FDR. Right, 1930s. Right, he came in and and set uh, changed all our federal uh, all our federal regulations on finances right. during the during the um, all, the, Great so- Depression, all, the, all the all the social services services helped enslave the nation a little during, more. Yeah. During took, his took the infrastructure that Abe put in place. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and applied it and applied it Absolutely. to our financial system. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and well, and to and to like he- like healthcare, social security, all that. So it's yeah. not just finances, but it's finances tied to our lives, welfare, right. Yeah. right. I, I, you know, I, the state will be the savior. Yeah. So here, we're going to step in and we're going to help you. At one point in the Great Depression, he was paying, he was rerouting money to farmers to knock down their own crops. Here we are wow. in the Great Depression. Right. And he's knocking down, paying farmers to knock down crops. You know something's wrong. You know something's wrong. <laughs> when you're destroying your own you're food. paying somebody to destroy wow. what, their products. So what does that sound like? That sounds like cash for clunkers. Ouch. We destroy. We do, we do, we we have nice cars that we had. Oh yeah, and we would go um, trash them, give them to the dealership to go to the dump in exchange for a nicer car. It was bo- it was boosting the economy, Gabe. Yeah, and that was who was that? Was we that Bush? Bush? That was, was Bush. That was Bush, and then uh, Obama. No, Obama didn't. It was it was George was, W. Bush. Bush. Yeah, yeah. I remember that because yeah. I was thinking, hmm. Well, you know, that BMW looks so, pretty nice right now. <laughs> so <laughs> and you could get like five grand for hey. whatever. Yeah, right. But you know, all that to say, I was I brought that up earlier because I'm thinking now it's like how long have I been compromising, and I've been compromising so long to the point now where. We have the situation that we have. I mean, we can say everybody else. We can point and say, hey, this group of people or that group of people or we as a group of people. But, I mean, individually, let's just take a minute and repent ourselves. And let's just, let's just point out every one of these. Well, FDR, I guess, is a Democrat. But George Bush and Abe Lincoln, Republicans. Republicans. Yeah, exactly. Right? exactly. The Republicans, and this goes back to 
Ken DeVries. Dace's point and DeVries. Yeah. And everybody. And Joel. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) you've ever had on cross politics. The Um, point being that if we have a Trump presidency, um, the, the likelihood is that we are going to sell our souls some more. Yeah. The, yeah. the the Falwells and the Dobsons, right. we're, yeah. we're just going to keep buying it. We're going we're gonna to keep letting them um, mm-hmm. take yeah. us. Take we, us. We are under judgment, and we need to repent. Right. They, they, they say, you know, we're pro-life. We're, we're pro-life, and then they're going to do nothing about yeah. it. And, and Which and they, they haven't done. And we're against traditional marriage and do nothing, nothing about, about it. it. And, yep. and, and the Christians just keep walking. You know, we're like the, the you know, the... the What's that? What's that character on the Peanuts? You know, we're like the Lucy and and uh, Charlie Brown show. Snoopy. Oh, over no, my no, head. No, no, Lucy. You know, with the with the football, right? Like here, I'm gonna hold it for you this Edmund. time. I promise. Right, and, Edmund. No, Charlie Brown. Is it Charlie? It's Charlie, Charlie Brown. Brown. I need to revisit my Peanuts. Charlie Brown, mm. and he says, "No, I know you're gonna pull the football. No, 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 I don't mean it this time. Yeah, yeah. And every time, yeah. every time, the every Republican time. Party. That's, that's yeah. what we do, right? Yeah, every that's time. Exactly no, right. No, yeah. So this is this is the my the reason why I think George Bush was one of the worst presidents we ever had was because after the Twin Towers fell. Yeah. What happened? We let him do whatever he wanted. George, no, to do. no. George Bush put together a national prayer service, a national worship yeah, worship service yeah, in the yeah, cathedral, yeah. in the national cathedral, to and the, he invited to the, the Pantheon, to the Pantheon. He, he, yep, to the Pantheon. The the um, Jewish yeah, cleric was imam, there. Muslims the, were there. Imam, yep, I remember um, that. Yep. Uh, and then Billy Graham led the yep, sermon. Blessed right? it. Yep. And and if <sighs> Obama did that, or if Bill Clinton did that, all the yeah, Christians would be up in arms. But Bush is They'd a Republican. They'd be like, you cannot do so, that. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bush does it, and but not and only, all the Christians are like that was good. No, nah, yeah, no. Well, well, yeah. and look at what we have now. This and, is the fruit of that, and, 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 and that was a and, middle finger worship service against God, right? And and that is always a step towards tyranny. Yep, always. Yep, you can't worship the gods. You can't you can't turn away from Jesus and then not um, actually uh, install tyranny. Right. Yeah. That's mm. not and so why? What does Bush do? But now we have, you know, surveillance of TSA. all of our, We have all this. Right. Where, where does all the tyranny come from? It comes from a Republican so-called conservative president. Right. Yeah, who, that's right. Who uh, it, it, it's, it's directly from right. that theology. Right. And, of course, it should come no, as no surprise that he's going to vote for Hillary. Well, 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 all of them are. That's, that's the word that's, on the street. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, that again, what I wasn't thinking then, which was, you know what? I need to love my God more. I need to love my wife. I need to raise my kids in the fear and admonition of the Lord. I need to go to church. I need right. to be a good Christian brother to my neighbor. You know, love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love my neighbor as myself. That wasn't the thing that I was thinking about when I was voting. Right. The last 12 years has not been, oh, how should I be acting as a Christian to influence the culture around me? It's been, right. who is the guy <laughs> that I can put my trust in to influence the culture around me? Yeah. And so I've been looking now and said, my mind has changed on this, but the reason we're here— Partially is because I'm responsible for not thinking this way sooner. So I've had to repent. Right, this goes back to that power thing. Yes. Where does the power yeah. come from? The power comes from God blessing. Yes. And the work of the Spirit. And that's why singing psalms, eating mm. dinner with your family, yes. laughing around your table yeah. uh, with your kids, taking your kids for walks, going to church on Sunday. And feasting. Right? Yeah, that's right. He, he said fighting, and he said laughing, and he said feasting. And feasting. Okay. Right. He did. And, but that's why those things matter. That's why that's why there's power in those things because we do them trusting that God's going to bless them. That's right. Um, but if you go into the voting booth thinking, "Oh, now this is my chance to pull the lever of power to somehow manipulate the yeah. culture to become more Christian," because if we only get this guy, right, right, then we'll that, win. Right, but it's backwards right. and upside yeah, down. Of course it is. Yeah, yeah, and and we haven't, and you know, I think at that time I haven't. This is the first time. 
that I've been in a church that's been this kind of solid. Mm. So my influence is now coming from the church that I met, right, that's preaching the gospel, that are teaching these things, so that my, my, my realm of influence is my family right. and not necessarily the government system, but right. what's really local to me, right? right? And, and what this, can I touch? And, and that's exactly why um, the Christians need to get out and vote and I don't care about the top, that, that, the first option. Just shave that off. Just, just, just put just, a line through it. Vote for Chalk Knox. Chalk Knox. Write him in. Whatever. Um, vote, vote oh. for, Chalk Knox you know, for president. I'm in so Charlie much Brown. Trouble. Oh, there's a meme. Donald coming. Duck. I don't care. No, don't write Donald. Just skip. Because we don't want them no, to don't, be No, don't, don't, don't put this between Chocolate Knox and Donald Duck. Okay, well, that's, Donald's going to win up. every time. Or Gabriel Wrench. <laughs> vote for Gabriel Wrench. <laughs> I don't care. Skip it. Whatever. Um, but, but Just honestly, mean. I think one of the plays that's being run on Christians is it's it's this presidential election or nothing, right? Yeah. Right. And so there's and it's the same thing. It's like thinking like this is and it's what Dace was saying about idolatry. We put our hope in this. We yeah. put our hope in this this presidential thing. We put our hope in who gets elected rather than trusting God, putting our hope in God, yeah. and then loving our neighbor. Yeah. And I think loving your neighbor though means caring even more about. Who's getting elected to county commissioner? That's right. Who, who's getting elected to city council? Who's the sheriff? Yeah, who's right. going to be your next sheriff? That's Who, right. These are your neighbors. That's right. Um, who's going who's gonna to be the county prosecutor? Who's going to be your state representative? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of reasons why Christians should be on the forefront um, of caring about local elections. There was a friend of mine on Facebook who said, I had voted pro-life my whole life, the last 15, 20 years, and everything that I've seen from the pro-life, I haven't seen one child saved. I didn't see a child saved. I'm, almost, I'm getting a little teary here. I'm all right. I, said, I didn't see one child saved until I went out on the front line mm. and started talking to the mothers that were walking inside the yeah. abortion clinic. Yeah. He's like, and I saw more fruit right. from going out there right. than and, I did voting for and, a Republican candidate. And loving your neighbor. Yeah. That's right loving your you. neighbor. But, right but, these, you. but these people, that they live in your town. That's right. They're you, right you, next you to you. You could actually go get lunch with them. Amen. You could get coffee with your with somebody who lives in your town, who's on your city council, who's a county commissioner, who's the sheriff. Um, we, uh, I love this. Uh, just a week or two ago, um, one of the uh, our deacons in training who led in prayer on Sunday morning had called up the fire chief mm. and asked him, hey, we're going to be praying for you on Sunday. What can I pray for? Oh, wow. Yeah. Praise yeah. God. Right? That's nice. But that's, that's, that's how you can actually be involved locally, loving your neighbor, trusting Jesus, not trying to grab the the, the levers of power, but just loving your neighbor, right. Some, yeah. showing your neighbor that you care about them. You care about your city. You care about the, the common good. You want, you want the blessing of God to rest upon your city, your state, your county. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. One of the things that I do when I go to a new town or I move to a new town, I find the local police department, whoever that is, whatever Cause, county cause that is. Because you're black. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> right. Because I am black and I want them to know who I am. Yeah. And I go in there, I talk to, you know, either if it's the sheriff, the sheriff. I did that when I got here. Okay. Really? I did. did. I did. Yeah. I went down. I wanted them to know I was, who I was. I was making a joke, and it's, apparently well, that's the real reason. That's not funny for David. me, Gabe. <laughs> um, and when I introduced myself, and I told him who I was and where I was living, and yeah. I just wanted to know kind of what the community was about, and, yeah. and just get to know them, and I didn't want yeah. them to be surprised when they saw me. So I was just kind of being ahead of the game. But I, I think that's a tool that we can use in our own town. Hey, you know, yeah. find out who your mayor is. Find out what's on the docket that they're going to be voting for. Pray for them. Right. Ask, ask them what, right. what can you pray for them take, about. Take them to lunch. Take them to lunch. Have, Who's on your have, council? Take them cookies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, love them. Care about them. Hold them accountable, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. I mean if th that's the difference. Is who's going to hold Trump accountable? 
Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Who's going to hold Clinton accountable? Nobody. No, but, we're but, trying. We're but, trying. Uh, but, WikiLeaks. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, right. Good luck. Great. But, yeah. but you can, you know, we can talk to Ken DeVries. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And if he gets elected, we can talk. We can keep yeah. talking to him. Yeah. Carl Berglund. Hey, brother. What Russ, are you doing? Yeah, right. uh, you know, uh, and and that's why you should know them. They're a face. They're 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 somebody you can actually have a real relationship with, and and maybe they need to be encouraged and brought along. Maybe yeah. you know they're. And so as, as you guys are talking about this, I think one of the problems I've had in doing this is I've had a huge distrust of politicians. Like, like <laughs> really? I, you can say I, that again. I've even, you know, um, I've met Russ Fulcher, Ken DeVries, you know, we got a guy in our church running, Carl. Um, they're all good people, and I still, like, have this, like, okay, I'm going to be disappointed. Well, you, but right? that, but that's the thing is go back to what Steve said. I don't want to befriend them. I'm going to be disappointed. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that's not those. There's those are not those are extremes. Right. If you put your hope in man, yeah, you, you will be disappointed. Yeah. But that's why we don't put our trust in horses or chariots. That's right. 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 That, that's we're constantly being invited to, because our nation worships the polit the politicians. And, it, it and puts their hope in politics and in the state. And them disappointing me. Doesn't should not keep me from loving them. That's no. right, and right. even more reason for you to be next to them. Even more reason for you to be friends with them. Right. Even more right. reason for you to have influence with them. Right. And the and the, so. and the thing is, it, it, I like Steve's point. He said in in the interview, he's talking about you know the 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 auto mechanic with the with the tongue ring or whatever. Like he's like you know if, if he knows carburetors, then you know who cares. Right. If, if if he does a good job, then don't worry about it. But don't you don't you don't put your car mechanic on this pedestal like you are going to deliver me yes <laughs> you're gonna save me i want you to anoint my car no like he's just supposed to fix cars yeah well in the same way politicians are just supposed to help us organize our state yeah they're just yeah. supposed to help us organize our country and sometimes they're gonna mess up yeah. they just have a different calling than the car mechanic and, and the yeah exactly. Being deacons but they're I'm not just saying but they're not but they're not gods no, that's yeah. right. No, they're that's right. Gods. They're not God. God is God. Jesus yeah. is God. Right. These are just politicians. Yeah. We go to them, and if they mess up, if they mess up, we ought to go to them, and we say, hey, Carl, hey, Ken, what happened on that vote? Right. I, I saw this interview with you. What happened? Right. It sounds like you sold out. What, what, you know, what's up? You know what this does is it really raises the level of grace in a community that we apply to one another. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, right? In the midst of, in, in the midst of disappointment, frustration, discouragement with people who you thought were going to do better jobs in office or whatever. Right. Um, or you apply this to your marriage. Right. Right? You disappoint your wife. Your wife disappoints never. you. And, and, <laughs> never. 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 Chalk's good. <laughs> you know, and, and the response is, I want to get to know you more. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? yes. Right? Reach out. Yeah. Reach out. Right? What, I mean, this is what evangelism always is. That's right. Yeah. Right? What does the church do? We reach out. Yeah. Right? And, 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 and when they mess up, when they fall, what do we, you know, your kids mess up, whatever. Like, you don't say, well, forget it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to let me down. Right. No, we, we, we reach out. You know why Gabriel is so wise today? I noticed he he's growing hair. He's not shaving. He's growing <laughs> hair. He's got a little more stubble. You pointed it out. Yeah. Yeah. I got my winter beard going. I think we should encourage everybody. There's a guy in every town. We have one. His name is Daniel Fukushan. Yep. He wrote up like the, the main things that our, sure. our, yeah. our state's yeah. voting for and how yeah. we should vote as Christians. And it's, it, it was really good. It's his recommendations. It's the recommendations for you to have. Don't. Turn your brain off. Nope, that's right. Yeah. Don't don't turn your brain off and just vote for whatever you know. This, but but use it as a guide. Find that go good godly Christian brother yeah. out there. That, do that some he, do yeah. some basic research. It's not hard. Yeah, look up their voting record. It's yeah. all it's yeah. online. Yeah, you ever heard of Google? Mm, <laughs> it's, never, it's never heard of it. Is it pretty good? It's 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 amazing. You can find this stuff. I remember yeah. Navigator. And no, no, no. And oh. and you you need to find out though what is on your local ballot. Yeah, uh, right. we are talking to you. We are actually in the future. 
because this show is, no. is, is dropping. No, no, we're in the past. We're in the past. We're but, the past. but you're going to be hearing this okay. in our future. Yes. On Monday. And some the people might before, hear it The Wednesday. day before the election. And, and, yeah. or, or maybe even Tuesday. Yeah. It's a podcast. People can listen whenever they want. Yeah. yeah. But, but, the, but why would you wait? True, true. I'm with you on this. You. you got Toby fired up. Yeah, past but, you, but get get out there. Love yeah. your neighbor. Care about your children and your grandchildren, and and show it through loving the people around you in this election, particularly as it pertains to the local uh, politics. Mm-hmm. Care about city council. Mm-hmm. Care about uh, state representatives. Yes. Yeah. Care care about these things because you love your neighbor and you want. You want God's blessing on it. Amen. And until next week on Cross Politic, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbors yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic.